All right, we are back and welcome once again to another episode of the Fit at Home podcast, where we teach you how to maximize your resources, get in the best shape of your life, because when it comes to getting in the best shape of your life, there's no place like home. It's always a match from the Red Delta Project, along with my co-pilot here, Al Painter, who just moved to his brand new place. So we're, thankfully, we're in the same time zone and we can coordinate our schedules so much easier. Thank heavens because I can never do the math uh, when it comes to time zone scheduling and stuff. But let's jump right into it. Al, how are things in the new digs for you? Oh, God, man, I love it around here. The people are so nice. Our neighbors are bringing us cookies and plants and super awesome notes and welcoming us to the neighborhood. And uh, it's been awesome. It's people, I just can't get over how nice. Someone mowed our lawn just to be nice. One of our sprinklers was watering the sidewalk. Somebody turned it to water the lawn. I mean, it's just, I've talked more to my neighbors. I don't, I mean, it's just great. I love it. Like I said earlier, in the, before we started, I live next to a bike park, Eagle Bike Park, which uh, it's, like I said, flowing trails, single track-ish, double track-ish. Um, it's loose over hard pack right now. And it just, you can carve, you can carve and you can flow. And I got to get a dropper post. That, yes, that is going to be a must. Yes, absolutely. That is one of those things that uh, once you ride with one, you'll wonder how you rode without one for sure. Absolutely. Um, and you're on that giant, correct? That you had the yeah post- the anthem there, and I, I yep. and I've also been on the front tire a couple times because <laughs> mm, the fun. you know we got the rolling little berms out there, and like yep. oh yeah, I got to get back. Oh, I can't because the seat post is in the way. I got to get a dropper post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so many areas of life, they say it's not about the fiddle, it's the fiddler, it's about how good you are and stuff. But no, sometimes equipment does make the difference. There is a marked difference between riding with a dropping seat post and not having a dropping seat post. So sometimes in the world of, of biking, yeah, it is more the rider, but sometimes, yeah, it is the equipment too. That really can make that much of a difference. So speaking of equipment, let's jump right into our top tips for the week to improve the next seven days or so of working out and diet and a resource that we can share. And I'll jump right on into it. This is one of those things that I'm making a new video on for the Red Delta Project of how to make cardio suck less or not even suck at all, because I think that's one of those areas we could all uh, enjoy a little bit more. And so my tip of the week is to track and try to improve your cardiovascular activity performance. And this is something that we naturally tend to do when it comes to strength training. Like, okay, I want to get stronger. I want to do more reps. I want to do more weight. I want to improve my technique, whatever the case may be, because we want to see progress. But when it comes to cardio, it's so easy to get stuck into the mindset of, all right, just kind of set the resistance on the exercise bike and just watch the clock tick down and just get through it kind of thing. And no wonder that, you know, I wouldn't want to do that. That just isn't fun. So treat your cardio sessions just like you would with your strength training, track your intensity, track your time, miles, whatever stats you like, and try to improve your performance. So how far are you riding? How fast are you going? Um, you know, any, any sort of stats. So basically it still comes down to intensity versus duration, but try to do better cardio, not just hard and work up a sweat and burn some calories while you're just getting through it and watching the clock tick down, 
make sure that you are trying to become better, faster, stronger at it. And that way it'll give your mind something to focus on, but it will also ensure that it is progressively improving your performance and you're getting more out of your cardio versus just checking off something on your to-do list so that you can get on with the rest of your day, track your performance with your cardio. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. There, I mean, everything's got a metric, right? So either resting heart rate's going lower, or if you don't have a, a watch or chest strap or anything, you know, you could do the, the fingers on the, the neck and track how fast your heart rate drops after yep. a given effort. Cause that's a big fitness, uh, denoter right there. And yep. then do some intervals. You know, if you're doing a bike or, or indoor or whatever, do 30 seconds at a pretty good clip back off for 30 seconds, go back up the ladder for 30 seconds, come back down the ladder. That kind of stuff is really, really good at, um, improving the cardio fitness like matt said and you'll get more out of it and plus it's not it's not as boring so no, it's good no you the, the cure for boredom is just giving yourself something you can focus your attention on something you got to think and concentrate on when you're doing your exercise so trying to beat a previous time or something can do wonders for you so what's your what's your uh, workout tip of the week there al my workout tip of the week is supersets my friends supersets yeah. supersets supersets so one of my favorite things to do is tricep extensions right into push-ups of some kind into a push-up position plank. And the triceps, old school way to pre-exhaust the muscles for push-ups, which mm -hmm. makes them harder. And then after you get into the triceps from the first thing and the shoulders and the chest from the second thing, enjoy yourself with that push-up position plank and you can have your feet in straps or your hands on the straps or you know whatever it's just a really good way to amp things up and get more time under tension for the muscles if you don't have a lot of equipment options like i'm super mm -hmm. spoiled you know we got the toys here but it's nice to just go with simple plank dynamic plank and the best part about that is it eliminates a lot of decision fatigue it's just mm -hmm. easier that way. Yep. And you can make things more simple. But again, people, simple is never easy mm -hmm. if you do it the right way. So supersets, there are a bunch of other resources you can find that. I know Matt's got a lot of stuff on that in his Red Delta Project uh, YouTube channel. Shameless plug. Yep. I do, well, I just and I was then, gonna say uh, I just put up a video last week on some of my favorite supersets. Uh, oh, there it for, is for things. So yeah, Red Delta Project YouTube channel, like some of my best uh, superset and calisthenic supersets uh, right there on the, like a week ago video. So there are some fun ideas there, but you're also right about the decision fatigue because when you just kind of start moving in a circuit, there's less, there's less, um, you, you mentioned decision fatigue, but it's also just about needing to start. Like every time you start a set or every time you're taking a break, there's a great amount of effort to get moving again. And this is why I always tell people like you do that first rep and the momentum just kicks in and you just keep going. So when you're doing these supersets and you don't have to race them or anything, but once you do that first set and it's like flowing down a mountain, you just keep going. You're, the momentum carries you through the workout and you don't have to be like, okay, stop. Okay, got to get going again. Okay, stop. Okay, got to keep going again. That wears you out a lot faster and it's a lot more taxing on both mind and body to do it that way versus flowing through the workout. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Yesterday I did a set and I saw this on Megan Calloway's uh, Instagram account 
where it was a serratus press and out, you know, the stretch out V out position. Mm -hmm. And it was up, down, out, back. Yep. Oh, dude. So I did uh, five up and down with the arms at 90. Mm -hmm. And then I did uh, five tricep extensions. And oh my God, Matt, after the third one, yeah. I was trashed. Serratus <laughs> was trashed. Yep. Triceps were trashed. I mean, my I could, I could definitely tell today. The horseshoes are fatigued today, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Good for you. Of course, when was the last time you did a hard workout with all the moving and stuff? Oh, man. Okay, you know, there's the answer the fatigue there. factor? <laughs> boy, there was one day when we were packing the truck up, I got 30,000 steps. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> back and forth back and forth i mean and it was it was a lot of cleaning and pressing and yep. deadlifting and then i tried to actually turn it into an exercise and just like, what are you doing I'm like i'm trying to get in some lateral lunges here and some some uh, single leg rdls as i'm picking up boxes and everything so i could try to kill two birds with one stone and i was almost glad i got to sit down for 12 hours and just have my hands control the steering wheel the next yeah time. <laughs> yeah i hear that <laughs> Now, let me ask you, segueing into our dietary tip segment, what was your uh, what was your diet like on the road when you were moving? You know, it wasn't that bad, actually, because Joe was super awesome. And she packed me in a, in a, in a cooler. She packed yep. me some pretty good stuff. So it was a pretty much a staple of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and fruit, water, some energy bars of some sorts, and mm -hmm. some of the uh, Mama Chia pouches, which... I love having on rides. I don't know if you ever had them before or not, but mm. it's great to have on a ride because it's mm. pretty quick energy. Yep. And that was pretty much it. And then I would stop at, uh, stop, got a couple Subway sandwiches here and there. Yep. And, you know, I tried to eat clean, as clean as possible as you can at a truck stop. But, um, you know, there you go. And that was the other thing too. I still, so the, the gear thing was here on the side. Yeah. Right, for the truck. You drive mm -hmm. something for 2,200 miles I, in my car. I turned on the windshield wipers so many times mm -hmm. thinking I was changing the gears in the car yep. <laughs> because my brain was still going here, you know? Yep. Uh, oh, my You get conditions pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. You put, uh, pack and prepare for, for good, uh, yeah. good dietary stuff. Good. Um, my dietary tips of the week is uh, don't feel like you've got to confine yourself into a box of some sort of a dietary identity. You know, people will ad adopt sometimes these diets and they're like, I'm vegan, I'm vegetarian, I'm paleo, I'm raw, I'm, 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 I'm. Whenever we do this, we confine ourselves into a box based on what the identity of that diet gives us. And it's nothing terribly wrong with that, but most of the time, uh, you're, most people don't fit into that nice box perfectly all the time. And so this is one thing that I come across a lot where I'm working with individuals and they tell me about how they have fatigue at certain points of the day or they have cravings or something's just they're, they're struggling with their uh, diet to some degree or their energy level to some degree. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's um, experiment with breaking kind of out of the box a little bit to, you know, instead of like, uh, 
you know, a, a 24 hour fast that you think you've got to adhere to. Let's have a quick little snack before this workout. So you make sure you got some juice in the tank or just a little bit of a bend. And I get so much pushback on that sort of thing because they're like, I've got to adhere to this identity, mm. to the strict defined rules of that box. And all it does is limit you. There's no good to it. There's no benefit to it. I know we, we talked to about it. It's like, no, I'm being good and I'm saying discipline and stuff. No, you're staying obedient. You're not disciplined. You're being obedient to what the rules are. When you're disciplined, you do what is right, regardless of what you're told. An obedient person does what they're told, regardless of what's right. So chances are very good. And this goes for workout programs too. You're not going to fit perfectly within any sort of particular cookie cutter diet and exercise program. You treat it like a template and then you adjust and you change. And you like, I've, I've known vegetarians that are like, yeah, I'm a vegetarian, but I still eat sushi, you know, or they're like paleo, but I still have rice kind of thing. They found these little areas where they need to bend the rules a little bit because that's just what's best for them. And that's what you should optimally be doing is saying, I'm eating for what's actually best for me, not what's best to adhere to some sort of construct, which ironically enough, a lot of people say, this is natural. There's nothing natural about limiting your diet in such a way. You know, every single diet humans have ever created that isn't based on purely what the food resources are around them is artificial. It's not real. It doesn't mean it's bad, but don't fool yourself and this is the natural way humans are supposed to eat. It's not. We, we can't go back to <laughs> eating grubs and chewing on tree bark like our Paleolithic ancestors were, okay? We are modern humans. We need to eat like modern humans. And oftentimes that means, all right, I've got all these food resources at my disposal. Now, how can I eat them for what's best for me versus trying to conform and obey to some sort of artificial system? So bend the rules. If you feel like, I feel like I might be better off if I just kind of tweak things a little bit, you probably will be, give it a shot and you're gonna be better off for it. Yeah, I agree 100%, which is a perfect segue for me, by the way. But yeah, I mean, I think people get too, they get too wrapped up in FOMO fitness and <clears throat> the social media imagery of this, this strict adherence to pounding the crap out of yourself when you work out and then taking that strategy into, I'm going to say it, poor choices of nutrition yeah. strategies as well, rather than enjoying your life and being good to it, everything in moderation. And, and just knowing, okay, if I eat this particular food, I'm going to have this particular result, negative or positive, right? For mm -hmm. me, it, uh, uh, gluten and dairy kind of inflame me a little bit, but sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to do this because I know, and I know it's coming. I'll get back on the horse and I'll do my kombucha and I'll do my sauerkraut and probiotics and everything else. And I'll normalize things pretty quick, you know, and, yeah. and, but, but you have to do it. You have to do it. You can't, you can't go through life eating, eating chicken that looks like cardboard and tastes the same. You know I mean? Packing peanuts I and soy sauce. My chicken, my cardboard chicken. That stuff is awesome. <laughs> Packing peanuts are not the food. essence of my soul dying inside of me as I eat chicken that has the texture of a rubber uh, floor mat in my car. Oh, dude, I did that. I did the steamed chicken, broccoli and rice diet. Yeah. For a super long time. And I was shredded. And I looked, you know, but I was miserable because I couldn't eat anything that tasted good. 
physically I was at peak performance, but emotionally I was at it was in a trough because I just wasn't happy <laughs> keeping that. Yeah. So what's your tip of the week, Al? My tip of the week? Yeah, uh, piggybacks perfectly on yours. Eat the treat, my friends. Oh, Yesterday, sticker. <laughs> yeah, right. Yesterday was a, a mountain bike ride for an hour, and then the kids went to a park in the afternoon. So I took the pocket monkey with me and, and uh, threw it over a tree. And I did about 35 minutes of lateral stuff with the exercise band around the knees to undo the repetitive stress of the riding. Yep. And then I just supersetted the heck out of pushing and pulling and, and anything else that I could think of. Mm-hmm. And I was hungry after that. And mm-hmm. as luck would have it, as luck would have it, there was a little ice cream kiosk there. Mm-hmm. And as luck would have it, it took Apple Pay. And uh, I took me home a scoop of cookies and cream ice cream as my recovery meal. All right, there we go. Second mention, <laughs> cookies and cream. If you folks are doing the Fit at Home podcast drinking game at home, that's cookies and cream <laughs> mention and ice cream mention. So that's a two-shot drink, I believe, or two drinks. Uh, since Al said that. How about two scoops? Mm. <laughs> Dear God, man, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So, but, but then I, you know, I was okay after that because I know that that was an incredibly rare occasion for me. And with the amount of mental fatigue my body's been under lately, blasting mm-hmm. it with sugar, probably not the best thing. I would, con- but I would the uh, happiness argue against that. I would say it may be the better thing. There's a lot of good to getting a, a sugar spike when you're in stressful situations. Ooh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, but yeah. just that creamy feeling of the ice cream and then just the taste. And it was a summer day. And I was just like, yes, this, this has to happen because it's summertime. And mm-hmm. I've been busting my ass for the last three weeks getting up here and doing stuff. So, yeah, I'm doing it. And today I'm back on the horse. Very good. Very good. And you enjoyed it, right? Oh, God, yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> Fantastic. And now we're on to our resources. We'll close things off a little bit. As always, though, folks, remember that if you enjoy these podcasts, if you're getting value out of it, you know, all the, the stuff we can do to help support the show, like, share, subscribe, pass it on to your friends, mention it to other people. Uh, we do these every week. So make sure you subscribe so you get the updates and you don't have to like keep checking back to make sure that they are coming out and everything will just get automatically downloaded to your podcast directory helps you to stay on top of the tips that can help improve your workout diet and resources for the next week all right the uh, uh pa is is finished there so my resource of the week is a great book that i've been reading i love this author greg McEwen, and he's uh written uh, the first book he's well known for essentialism yes was most important was his follow-up to that was effortless. And this one I like even more because it really helps to bring home this idea of success comes from making things require less effort. And I know that's going to grate on people's ears a lot in fitness culture because there's a lot out there about there are no shortcuts where and don't cut corners and the hard way is the best way and all these. And I totally used to be that way. I was 100% the hard way is the best way kind of person for years. And it took a long time for me to reverse that mentality. And now I'm like, I want things to be as easy as possible. I want things to be, and we're like case in point, we're talking about the dropper seat post. What does the dropper seat post do? Makes it a hell of a lot easier to ride your mountain bike in certain terrain, technical terrain, downhill terrain. It makes it easier. And if you look at the design of a mountain bike, They've gone through lots of changes over the past 20 years. 
And every single thing about those design changes about making it easier to ride well, easier, my friends. And that is what we want to do in our fitness is make it easier. In the past episode of the Red Delta Project podcast, I was talking about the quote formula for building muscle with calisthenics training. And it boiled down to make it as easy as possible to make your muscles work really, really hard. Because if you're doing exercises or programs and stuff that makes it difficult to work the muscle hard, then it's going to be hard to create the stimulus you need. So this book, Effortless by Greg McCowan, the link is down below in the, in the show notes, just reframes that mindset so well and gives you practical tips and takeaways on how to adopt more of an effortless mindset. And don't, it's not going to be like, I know a lot of times I used to be like, oh no, I need it hard because it feeds my ego. I'm the hardest worker in the gym kind of idea, right? It's not going to make it easy. As you were saying, Al, as simple as not always easy. Life is always going to be hard. It's always going to be challenging. Don't worry. But by making things less uh, difficult and taking less effort, all you're doing is you're opening up the floodgates for better results. That's the bottom line. It's never going to get easier. Like we say in mountain biking, right? It never gets easier. You just get faster. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. go and you get your proper <laughs> seat post. Is riding your bike actually going to be easier? No, you're going to put in the same amount of effort as you are now. But the difference is you're going to get a hell of a lot better performance out of the bike for the same amount of effort. So for those out there who are feeling like, I feel like I'm stuck, yeah, you're at the limit of the amount of effort that you can put in. The only way you're going to make any progress is by making things easier and require less effort. So read Effortless by Greg McCowan, and uh, you'll be on your way. Yeah, his stuff is awesome. His, his essentialism is, oh man, yeah, yeah. Get this books, people. Awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yep. Very good. What's your resource here? My resource of the week kind of came out of um, the necessity being the mother of invention here. <laughs> Simplicity, I needed to slow things down. I needed to get back to basics. And I decided, and after I saw the, and I, I hope the answer to this question is yes. Have you pre-ordered your monkey po or pocket monkey? Tape? I haven't. I'm, I'm kind of in, in a little <gasps> bit of, uh, I, I need to call up Dan because he's, you know, right up the street from me. Um, but I need to call him up and be like, dude, I, sorry, but you know, I had, um, I had some issues come up and suddenly my, ah. uh, financial situation was topsy-turvy needed to okay. nail some things down. Uh, but I'm sure I, I'm, like I said, I'm going to call up Dan, get him on the podcast, see if there's any way I could still get it, get in on that, uh, monkey bar to Kickstarter. Oh, dude. I I'm so excited, Matt. It is. Oh my God. It looks awesome. Anyway. <laughs> so. I, I got all monkey minded, you know, and I set up my monkey bar, the original monkey bars, the monkey bar two and pocket monkey in the backyard. Cause we had like this perfect tree. Mm -hmm. And um, then I just went to the monkey app cause I didn't want to think. Yeah. And that app people, the monkey app in, in the Google play store and Apple app store is chock full of super awesome, efficient, super set workouts. And they're easy to follow along with the suspension straps and I recommend it. I don't think there's a fee for it. And it's, it's great. And um, Dan, Vincent, and David Hunt have some awesome content. And I can only imagine how tired Dan was shooting all of the exercises and workouts in the video. He must have been crushed. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, definitely. The monkey app, people, if, if you've got a suspension strainer, uh, the NOSC or monkeys or whatever else you have there, and you just need some ideas, mm-hmm. there's some body weight stuff in there. I would, I would definitely get the monkey app and make your life easier. Don't think, just do. You tap the app and you go. It's just easy. Yeah, I totally second that. I have the app myself. And you're absolutely right because you just hit play and it takes you through the workout. You don't have to think about anything. You don't have to get that decision fatigue. It, it guides you through it. And it really is a very well-built app. It looks yes. great. It runs great. Uh, I know in fitness, the world of fitness, there's a lot of apps that great in theory, but they're just not well executed. It is a very well-executed thing. So I highly recommend it. And again, there's uh, uh, that's monkey, M-O-N-K-I-I, uh, the monkey app. And uh, that's, yeah, available uh, where you get your apps for Android and Apple. But uh, yeah, very good resource. Fantastic. Well done. Good job. Sir. Good job. All right. Yay. All right. Parting words of wisdom. Al, go. Yes. Uh, give your brand a treat, people. And if you got Apple TV, watch Ted Lasso. It'll put you in an amazing mood. It's a very good feel-good show. Great messaging. It's, it's very down-to-earth. It's very people-focused. It's just got great characters, very compelling stories. And it's just, like I said, it's feel-good. It's feel good. It'll just, it'll make your heart happy and put a smile on your face. So Very do good. yourself awesome. a favor and watch the Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Awesome. Thank you, Al. We will be next, be back next week, ladies and gents. As always, though, resources are down below. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Enjoy your workouts. Stay strong and lead by example.